welcome to the Austin Art Talk podcast. My name is Scott David Gordon, your host. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, and I do hope you're enjoying the interviews I've been sharing. The focus of this podcast is on the interesting and creative people of Austin, Texas. As always, my intention is to have meaningful and in-depth conversations that I hope will be of value to you, the listener. They certainly are to me. I really love doing these interviews, and hopefully we can all figure out together how to better connect and support our local art communities and create opportunities and success for ourselves through conversations like these. You might have noticed, unlike many other podcasts, this one has no sponsors. For me, it's a passion project that I create and produce 100% on my own every week please consider helping to support me and my continued efforts by becoming a patron of mine. Go to austinarttalk.com and click on the support tab to learn more. And if you really love an episode and have a feeling it might benefit someone else, please share it with them. It might be exactly what they need to hear. Thanks to those who follow and interact with me on Instagram, at austinarttalk. That is by far my favorite social media platform. I post daily about local art events, and try to support and share the work of previous podcast guests, along with other interesting people, art, and podcasts that I find which you might enjoy. On to the rest of the show. I know most of us have seen great live and behind-the-scenes shots, or portraits and press photos of our favorite bands, but do you ever wonder who gets to take those? Pune Ghana is a local, but she spends a lot of the year traveling all over the U.S. and the world, photographing at music festivals, touring, and doing portrait and video shoots with many bands you've probably heard of, and some maybe you haven't. It all started with her deep love of music and the people involved, and that inspires her to capture these bands and events to help share and support what they do. And it just happens to be a really cool job, too. This is a really fun interview, and Pune has such a great attitude. There's definitely some wisdom to be found in the way she approaches her career and her joy for life. Here is Pune. All right, Pune, thanks for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. So for anyone listening that might not be familiar with you or your work, how would you kind of basically describe yourself as an artist? Well, I mainly do music photography. Uh, that's my main thing. Yeah. Uh, do a lot of festivals and touring and working with bands and just, yeah, venture into other stuff too. But I would say music photographer yeah. is the general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and have you always been into photography? Like, I'm just wondering when your artistic creative mind started. Uh... I guess... Um, I mean, when I was younger, I would take photos for fun when I was a kid. Like, my dad had this old Pentax K1000 that I used to play around with when I was a kid. But it was never anything I took seriously up until maybe high school. And I think in high school is kind of when it first started. I was kind of a loner. I just kind of wanted to get the hell out of there and uh, was kind of just doing my own thing. And um, This was in San Antonio? Yeah, this was in San Antonio. And around that time... Well, really in middle school, I started going to shows a lot in Austin and uh, just driving up there and, you know, meeting my band, like meeting my favorite bands and just taking photos for fun. And around that time, I bought this cheap, like Lomo, like La Holga. I I came across Lomography site and I was just like, oh, wow, these cameras look so cool. And uh, just bought one for like 30 bucks. And just started kind of taking that for fun. And then I bought a Polaroid from Walmart and started taking Polaroids like with these bands that I meet. And then that eventually just turned into, what if I just started taking photos of them? And then it eventually became to like, came to like, oh, I actually really enjoy 
taking these photos and especially just getting to like go to these shows and like just the combination of the two just felt right for me. Yeah. And it's something I really came to enjoy at the time. I I had a flicker. I don't know if you remember flicker at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I just started posting my stuff on there and it kind of got this small following, uh, especially at the band Polaroids I was taking at the time through that. I got my first job with Gorilla vs. Bear, mm-hmm. which is a blog out of Dallas. Oh. And we kind of connected through Flickr, which is crazy. And uh, yeah, they just asked me to start covering stuff for them in Austin because they saw I was covering a lot of the bands that they liked. And then from there, I got another gig through Austinist. And that's when I bought my first digital camera. And then that's kind of what got me motivated to like pursue this more. Because as I said, it was just two things that I really loved doing. Yeah, and it just kind of grew from there. (laughs) So that's kind of how it first started uh, in high school and just kind of... I'm just wondering, though, what in high school, what happened? Like, what did you... Um, Was there a moment where you're just like, oh, maybe I should start taking pictures? I was just kind of on... How do I say this? I felt like my mindset was in this world that was like outside of high school. And uh, like, I was just very... um, I don't know, maybe because I felt like I was kind of doing my own thing that I was just kind of, it made me more like creative or it made mm. me feel more creative in a way. So like at the time, as I said, I was like, like, like really dove into music. And I think that's initially what got me into it. As it's like going to Austin a lot for shows and I started like traveling to England and like Europe and, you know, even like in the US and just going to festivals a lot. And um, so you started out as like a pretty serious music fan. Yeah, I think that's what initially did it. And then from there, I I bought those cameras, like the cheap Holga and a Polaroid. And I would just start shooting for fun, really. It was more at the time, I just wanted to capture like, oh, I was there. Oh, look, I met this band. And I didn't really think of it seriously at the time. And I don't really know what kind of changed it. I honestly do think it was playing around with film more, which got me kind of inspired to look into photography more and like experiment with it more and got me like inspired to like pursue it. Yeah. Um, especially the Polaroid stuff. I just really enjoyed like that instant, I don't know, you meet a band for like five seconds and something about the Polaroid that just made it really fun to like shoot with the bands. I mm-hmm. think they reacted to it really well and I was able to get like these really like fun, intimate moments with them that people seem to really like. And it made me start thinking of, I guess, the photos I would see when I was growing up of my favorite bands. And I was like, oh, those are, those are kind of the shots I want to capture. Because yeah. like, people started reacting that way to the photos I was taking. And I was like, oh, wow, this is like really, I don't know. It made me feel good. Yeah. And, um, but you were just doing it for yourself. Well, and yeah, initially. And then, um, I don't know, I saw like, oh, maybe one photo could like make a person's day, you know? Mm. Or maybe one photo can like make, someone listen to a band that I'm really into or something. Yeah. So it became more of like a, yeah, I want to capture these people and like take great photos of them, but I also want to like get their name out there and get them. Yeah. Uh, so it was a kind of a way that you realized that you could do something positive that was kind of like making the world a better place. Yeah, really. it was that. And it was something I really enjoyed doing. Like, of course my parents, uh, they wanted me like, to be a pharmacist and okay. like, I went to college <laughs> and I got a degree and it was still for the longest time. It wasn't, it wasn't really until like after college when I was able to start doing it full time and was actually able to, you know, prove to them that I could do it where they were finally, like, okay, we, we accept what you're doing now, now that you're actually making a living off it. But for the longest time while I was pursuing it, they're like, okay, well this is fun, but like, what are you actually going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so what did you study in college? 
Uh, I got a marketing degree. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I went to, I went for pharmacy for a semester. So I, uh, my dad's a chemist. Okay. And so, uh, and uh, of course our cousin, our two cousins that we grew up with, one of them's a gynecologist and one of them's a brain surgeon. Okay. So (laughs) it's like, I had a lot to live up to, but I just, uh, I just didn't like it. And I couldn't imagine myself doing something like that for the rest of my life. Of course it'd be great money and, you know, anything in the medical field would be great money. And that's a very like stereotypical, like Persian career to have. (laughs) But, uh, I don't know. I I just kind of gave myself no other option. I was like, this is what I want to (laughs) do. Um, and I'm going to make it work. You know, it might take a while for my parents to come around, but that just motivated me more to want to, to be successful. Yeah. And to prove to them that I can do this. And, uh, yeah, I think they've come around now. <laughs> My mom's like, why are you moving to L.A.? You can get so much work there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now she's got to support it. Yeah, right? yeah, she, yeah, she's supporting it she's now, like so it's nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering, what are some of your earliest memories of, like, loving music or being into music? Because it seems like that was your first passion, really, right? I guess when I was a kid, I mean, it was... You know, it was like what you'd expect, just like Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys and being like absolutely obsessive about these bands. Um, I think maybe when I was 13 was when I started listening to, you know, bands like The Strokes and I got really into, you know, like 70s punk music. I got really into Sex Pistols and thought I was so edgy and was born in like the wrong era and all that, (laughs) like all that stuff, like super angsty. But I think around that time, like the music I was listening to around that time kind of shaped the person I am now and like oh. what I listen to now. So you know, bands like The Strokes and listening to bands like The Clash and The Smiths and that's a lot of stuff my sister used to listen to growing up. And then once I became a teenager, I started listening to as well. So actually, I would say maybe that's my earliest memory, just being a kid and my sister playing these bands. And I don't know if that somehow stuck with me because mm-hmm. growing up, she loved she loved the Smiths. She loved, I remember uh, Green Day Dookie was like on all the time. And, uh, you know, even my dad, when I was a kid, he would like sing some clash songs to me, just like start like rock the Casper. He just, he just sings it cause he thinks it sounds Persian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, maybe that. And then, um, when I was in middle school and kind of this angsty teenager and I just kind of dove myself into music and, watched all these music documentaries and wanted to learn whatever I could about these bands and um, started going to shows uh, around that time too. And uh, I remember my first show in Austin was when I was 14 years old and it was The Strokes and The Sounds and they were playing Austin Music Hall. Yeah, it's crazy to think that like 10 years later I was shooting their new press shots. (laughs) That that was like a full circle moment for me for sure. Um, (laughs) Do you remember at any of those early concerts seeing like a music photographer and being like, Oh, that's, looks like a cool job. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to see that. And then just be able to then work side by side with these people. Like my friend, my good friend now, Andrew Kendall, I remember seeing him at South by Southwest. He was, uh, in the pit for an Arctic monkey show. And then we talked about it years later and he's like, I think I might have a photo of you in the crowd. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it's really cool. It's cool to to see that and like see how cool it is and now to be able to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when was it that you first started getting on these blogs and kind of shooting for them? How many years ago was that? Um, I think the first... Yeah, it was Gorilla vs. Bear when I was 18. 
Yeah, at the time, I was just posting my stuff on Flickr, and uh, Gorilla vs. Bear, they do a lot of band Polaroids, and okay. I was doing a lot of Polaroids at the time, too. And I think it was a shot of, do you know that band White Denim? Hmm. Um, hmm. They're a band from Austin, and it was I think that was the shot that they found on my Flickr. It was from Fun 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 Fest that year. And then from that photo, we started talking, because they were big fans of White Denim, and then from there, we started talking about maybe working together and um, me shooting stuff for them in Austin. So they were the ones that got me my first job. And like, the the main guy, Chris, he uh, the founder, he started sending me money for film. And he was kind of the first person that supported me. Mm. And they had a, I mean, they still have a really big following. And they're still, they're super, you know, they were the blog that discovered like Lana Del Rey oh, wow. and uh, Leon Bridges and all these like really they're, they're, they're super influential. So at the time, like that really helped get my name out there just through the photos I was getting. And then through there, um, another place in town called Austinist, which isn't around anymore. They became my more regular gig. Like that was the, that was the job I bought a digital camera for. (laughs) And, uh, through there, I think I got a job through stereo gum. That was like the next one. That was, uh, yeah, that was my first year shooting ACL was for them. And then it just kind of grew from there, you know, just working for them and trying to post my stuff online as much as I could and like trying to run a blog and do my Flickr. Then eventually Instagram came around years later. And yeah, it's, uh, but I really, it's Gorilla versus Bear to thank for giving yeah. me my first job. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I still, I still love those guys. They're great. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. And you're just self-taught? You never Did you ever take any photography classes? No, never took any photography classes. Um, pretty much just learned everything on my own. Learned how to process film just by searching online. Um, I've, I've had friends, uh, like my friend Andrew that I was talking about earlier, he definitely took me under his wing when I started going, going to England more and taught me a lot about um, just like Lightroom tricks and things you can do in your camera. And yeah, he just taught me a lot about not just technical stuff, but also just like working in the photography field and what it's like and um, kind of like how to survive it, I guess. And yeah, otherwise it's all, it's all self-taught. <laughs> I'm wondering what are some of the biggest lessons you did learn from him that you kind of still use and think about whenever you go and shoot, sir? Well, it's funny. The thing that kind of stuck with me, which I actually mentioned in that video we talked about earlier, uh, the thing that stuck with me for like all these years is he told me once that a, a, a whoever you're shooting, whether it's a band or whatever, like the band, you want them to look at the photo and want to have sex with themselves. <laughs> so that's like that's uh, that's something that is weirdly just always stuck with me throughout these whole years. Through I mean throughout this whole time and. Uh, He's taught me a lot just, you know, with Lightroom tricks and um, he's helped me a lot with like kind of like the other side of it, just like building a website and like like a lot of like technical stuff. But he's also just given me a, f- a few good like inspirational things to go by, yeah. you know. Uh, he's a genius. I love him. He's okay. one of my favorite people. <laughs> so I yeah. guess that advice is all about just kind of like if you're making your subject look good as possible, then they're going to be happy with that. Probably. Yeah, I guess... I- yeah, it's just something I don't know. I don't know why it stuck with me, but yeah, just trying to make them look as good as possible. And I don't know. He kind of helped me like bring this creative side to it. I don't know. Oh. Just kind of thinking about it differently. I also think working with him because uh, you know I would go to England over the summers and shoot all these festivals with him, and just doing it back to back and having his 
because we were working together all the time and he would see how I'd evolve and he'd see like he could see if I was like being lazy with something or if I was like progressing in something and I think his feedback throughout all that really helped me a lot yeah yeah and uh yeah I have I have a lot a lot of love for that guy he's helped me out a lot <laughs> yeah I was actually just having a conversation with someone recently about having a mentor sounds like I think yeah, he I think mentor. he really was yeah and it was that that was kind of I think through was that through Flickr too? We we ran into each other once in England um, at at a Blur show, and I took a photo of him because I knew who he was just through all his enemy stuff and shooting for the Libertines, and he was like a huge inspiration for what I wanted to do. So I just took his photo because I ran into him, and then after that we kind of kept in touch. And he has DPG Digital Photo Gallery, hmm. which is um basically a platform for like photographers to build websites and um, we were using that to like run all the galleries for these festivals and he reached out to me early on and asked if I wanted to build a site on there and um, from there I was like I was like yeah next time I come to England like we should meet up and then we did and then pretty much straight away I just started shooting for him it was crazy we just hit it off straight away and yeah it's just crazy how that worked (laughs) that whole progression so uh, getting getting to work with him from like being a being a fan of his at first and then just kind of having him as my mentor, I think was a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so over these, I guess, what, 10 years since you've kind of started, right? Yeah. The- I, I guess I started trying to take this seriously when I was around 18. So it's yeah. been 10 years now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when you think back over the kind of trajectory of your career, has it gone the way you thought it would? Is it better than you thought? I think it's pretty much going the way I, th- um, I don't know, maybe some, some things ha- still happen where I'm like, wow, I can't believe I was able to do that. Or wow, I can't believe like this person reached out to me. It's always like, uh, like, that's what I also love about this career is that it's not just something I love doing, but there's like, it's the unpredictability of it. Like you mm-hmm. never know who's going to reach out to you or who's like seen your, your work by accident and wants to work with you. And that's always an exciting part. So there, there definitely have been a few things that happened throughout my career. Like I said, the strokes thing. I never yeah. thought the strokes would read out, reach out to me. <laughs> and that, that was a wild one. You know, getting to go on tour with some of the bands I've toured with has been huge for me. Um, and just brought this whole other element into what I, you know, touring. Like, I love touring now. I love, yeah. I love just being that fly on the wall. When did that start, the touring? Or when, um, when was the first? I, the first one I did was, I think, 2012. And that was with this band Jeff the Brotherhood. And that was just for a few days. And then from there, I can't remember who I went out with after that. The one that kind of like was a big one for me was going out with Foles in England. And with that, I was a huge fan of Foles. And then I shot them a lot over the years. So I kind of knew the guys. And then really, I just you know started talking to Yanis, the lead singer. And this idea of doing a tour and making a zine kind of came around. And it was a complete shot in the dark. I, I did not think, like, even though I knew those guys, this was like a big arena tour in England. Like mm-hmm. I did not think they would say yes. And yes, like, oh yeah, totally. Let's make it happen. And I couldn't believe it. And that yeah. was just, <laughs> I was so excited. And uh, yeah, I reached out to his manager that day and then we just got it all sorted out. And then we ended up making a really cool zine out of it. And through that, um, Cage the Elephant was opening for them on oh, that tour yeah. okay. and that's how I first kind of became friends with those guys even though I'd shot them a few times before we didn't really know each other 
but that was the first time we kind of got to be friends. And then um, after that Fools tour, I got an email a few months later from their manager, and she was like, Matt wants to take you on tour, <laughs> the lead singer of Cage. Yeah. And so for the next few years, I think I saw Cage more than I saw my parents. Okay. <laughs> I was just out with them all the time. And yeah, from there, I think that was kind of a big trajectory yeah. for me, like just being able to go out with those bands. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. It, it was crazy how that worked. Like I could never predict that would have happened. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was really cool. I, I love both of those bands very much. And I, ju- I just saw Cage like a month ago. I went out and saw him in Nashville and we took, they're making a new album. So we took, took some shots in the studio and yeah, it's, uh, I mean, then from there, like even with the, you know, it's fun doing like, the big arena tours for sure. But I also love going out with these bands that may, maybe aren't as big, you know, but I, I'm still like stoked to work with and stoked to cover and like want to help get their name out there. And, um, yeah, I, I like uh, as much as, as as fun as it is like touring on a big tour bus. It's also fun like touring in a small spinner van with like seven other people and having like that intimacy, you know. Yeah. So I, I think basically it's what I discovered is touring is something I really enjoyed. And I really enjoyed th- that style of photography, mm-hmm. just kind of being there, but not really being, but being kind of like detached from it as well. Just being that fly on the wall. Yeah. Because I mean, those are the shots I want to see. As a fan. Yeah, I mean, you want to. I mean, live shots are fun to take and they're fun to see. But I mean, you want to know what the band's doing. You want to know what, you know, you want to know what it's like day to day for them. You want to know what's going on backstage. And I imagine it's not all that exciting all the time, though, right? <laughs> yeah, true. There have definitely been days where it's been like five p.m. and I hadn't seen anyone from the band. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I'll sit here and do my taxes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but is there also that kind of crazy rock and roll lifestyle? Oh too? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, I mean, there's definitely a lot of that, but then there's also, you know, people have to recover from that. So sometimes you <laughs> won't see them until like five in the afternoon. And, you know, it, there is a lot of, you know, long drives. Like some days you're just in a, in a van for 12 hours, just driving across the country. Sometimes you're playing like five nights in a row, so it's just, it just feels very repetitive. Mm. But um, there's always those fun moments in between, and then there's always those crazy nights. It's a it's a balance of both for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm there to capture all of that. Yeah. And but, how do you not get sucked into it? I mean, are you do you allow yourself to have a drink? Do you are you kind of in the party yourself? Yeah. I mean, I'm not of... like yeah. I'll I'll hang out and I'll have a drink and. You know, if they're going to a bar after a show, I'll go with them. And but I'm not, I'm not trying to. Like I know why I'm there. Yeah. So I'm not trying to be unprofessional in yeah. any way. But I'm also, you know, if I'm going on tour with them, they're these guys are most likely my friends. So it doesn't really feel like. If it just feels like we're hanging out. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll hang out. I'll have a few drinks, but I'm not trying to like th- throw up on anyone by the end of the night. You know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a you know you just got to check yourself it must be pretty cool though like if you're going to all these different venues and you're with this band but you kind of have all access you're just kind of floating around backstage front of stage and the crowd I mean it just must feel pretty pretty interesting to be have all that access when you're just like around all these people that would just like love so much to be backstage or whatever you know you're seeing all the fans I mean that yeah I mean it's it's always great. I always appreciate the position I'm in 
Because I've definitely been there. You know, I've camped out for 10 hours to see a band just so I could be front row center. And it's always funny hearing, like, sometimes you'll hear, like, a photographer that'll come into a photo pit or something and just have something to complain about. It's like, oh, the band's, like, 15 minutes late. Or, oh, it's so hot. Or, so, like, some, some they're just, like, complaining. And it's like, look at the people behind you. (laughs) (laughs) You just get to walk up in the photo pit and, like, be front row and get to take these amazing photos of these bands. And, like, these people behind you have, like, probably haven't gone in the bathroom all day, are probably, like, heat exhausted. And, I don't know, you just got to appreciate the position you're in. I mean, it's okay to get frustrated or tired, but any photographer that's able to do this full-time is very lucky to be able to do that, especially right now. And I always try to remind myself of that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, To be grateful. Oh, yeah. For sure. Trying to hack this thing for as long as I can. Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever get caught up in these kind of fan moments where you just kind of forget what you're doing? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the time. (laughs) I always try to enjoy. I I always enjoy. I've seen Caged Elephant, I don't even know how many times, like, at least over a hundred times now. And every time I'm just like, it's, I always have a great time. I always try to like look at it in a new way, I guess. But yeah, sometimes I, I'll go and shoot like one of my favorite bands. Like anytime I go see maybe Ty Siegel or King Gizzard or something, there'll always be a minute where I'll just like turn to my friend, I'll be like, hold my camera and I'll just run in there and just have to like get into it. You know, <laughs> I think it's important to still have that and to still get excited like that about music yeah, otherwise it just turns into a job. Yeah. Right? And you're like, yeah, exactly. And to get excited to cover new bands and to try to like help them out however I can, whether it's just like taking photos of them or uh, buying their music or whatever. I, I, I don't want to just, I don't know. I just don't ever want to get jaded by it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's important. <laughs> are, there any, are there any tour highlight stories I that you can share? Because <laughs> uh, I'm sure they, everyone on the outside just imagines it's crazy. You know, it's just like we all hear these stories for yeah. the decades of like rock and roll lifestyle. Or definitely whatever. depends. <laughs> definitely depends on the band. But I've definitely gone on tour with a few bands that have lived up to that. It's just like there'd be at least one broken lamp every night or something. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> um, I think probably my fondest tour memory was, I think it was 2014, maybe 2015, I can't remember, but I was on, I, I was on tour with Cage, Cage the Elephant, and um, before that I'd gone on tour with uh, Diarrhea Planet, and there was another band, I, but Diarrhea Planet was the band we were talking about, and when I was on tour with them, they have this song called Ghost with a Boner, and uh, <laughs> they... Uh, they it's like three bar chords and so they're like you, you should come on stage and play it so they taught me how to play the song really easy and i had i have some like history uh, like some guitar history like i've taken lessons for a few years and i was younger so i knew like my scales and my bar chords and all that and uh i went on stage with them and played that song and it was really fun and i was telling brad from cage the elephant about this and he was like, oh, that's cool. Well, uh, have you ever played in front of 3,000 people? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? This was in Kansas City, I think. Uh, and it was a sold-out 3,000 capacity venue. And he was like, come with me. And so we went downstairs into the green room for like an hour. And Brad and the other guitarist, Nick, sat with me and taught me the last song of their set. Which is a pretty crazy, like, it's, like, all up and down the scale. So I was kind of, like, all up and down, like, the fretboard, like, a lot of bar chords and everything. So I was kind of nervous. But they're great teachers and taught me, just taught me the song, like, right before the show. And um, 
it's the last song of the set. So I came on stage and played it with them and it was so wild. (laughs) (laughs) Like I totally get what it's like to be a rock star now, but just, um, yeah, like I came on stage and Matt gave me a shout out and like said I was, you know, their tour photographer and got everyone to like cheer for me. And I was like about to cry. (laughs) And then I was like, how am I going to play the song? But it was that, that was probably like one of my wildest tour memories. And just being able to like, like, it was really fun. The guys were like messing around with me. Like they would come up with me and play and Matt would come up and like hang off the guitar. And I was like, what's going on right now? <laughs> but it was just like, that's a very Brad thing to do too. He's like, oh really? Diarrhea Planet took you on stage? Well, we're about to get you in front of 3,000 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that was probably one of my wildest tour experiences ever. <laughs> yeah. Was there anyone there to take a picture of that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so every, like all their, uh, there, uh, one of the guitar techs also takes photos. So he had his camera, and then their tour manager took some phone pics. And oh, nice. there were some videos, and yeah, I, I just wish, from what I saw, I wish I like rocked out a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like crowd surf with Matt or something. Maybe next time that would be intense. Yeah, <laughs> but that that was a really cool moment. Like they didn't have to do that, and. Yeah. Yeah, it was really special for me. <laughs> yeah. Not not really photography related, just me playing a guitar. <laughs> But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's harder to be a music photographer as a woman, or is it is it a field that's dominated by men? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's gotten better in the last few years from what I've seen. There's definitely like a good girl group that's coming out now, coming out of the woodworks and uh, uh, yeah. I mean, people just tend to assume things, especially when you're touring with bands. Like the amount of times I've gotten asked if I was dating someone in the band, it's like no. No, they like my photos and we work together. Yeah. Um, or yeah, just sometimes like the amount of times people just assume I was already a guy before they even met oh, me yeah. or, uh, you know, you get that. I just try to prove how good I am through, through my work. You know, I just try to, uh, I don't know. There's always going to be that negativity and it's good to like, you know, it's good to like keep people in check and know like what kind of, and to like, like be aware of that, you know, and to like maybe warn other fo- like female photographers about it or, uh. Like it definitely happens, but there's there's sexism in every industry, isn't there? Yeah. And basically, I just try to prove how good I am through my work and prove to people that oh, I don't I don't need to like date someone in a band for them to want to work with me. I don't like don't just assume that I'm like a certain type of photographer just because I'm a woman or something. Yeah. It's yeah, I, like you get that occasionally. Um, luckily, it, it hasn't been like too horrible. With me, I've definitely heard horror stories from like other female photographers, mm. just about like encounters they've had with like men in the music industry. It's all like badass women too. <laughs> yeah, ho- I mean, hopefully over time that kind of stuff will be less. Will be less. <laughs> or yeah. Go away completely. Go, yeah. Hopefully, go away completely. Yeah. It's uh, just you something. Did, you- you have- What's that? <laughs> I was say, you seem pretty resilient and just kind of like you let things kind of roll off your back. Where do you think you got that from? I mean, you just seem like you're, I'm just not going to let any of this bother me. I'm just going to keep working hard, you know, like that. It's work. all on the inside. No, okay. <laughs> um, it's like a work ethic, you know, and it's kind of an attitude. It's like, I'm not going to get bogged down in this negativity or let these things bother me. I'm just going to keep doing my job. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely have those moments where like things, things, things can definitely get to me and like, I'll get stressed out about, about something, but I think it's just doing this for a long time and just realizing like what kind of mindset you want to have in your life, especially within your career. Like what's, what's going to come out of me just like stressing out about something, 
and letting it get to me. Like I should try to fix it and try to grow from it. And I think that's maybe that's just like getting older, being 28 now. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. like you don't want to give that power over to those other people, right? I yeah, mean. exactly. And it's not going to help me in any way in my career. Yeah. And not just my career, but also just like my health, like my mental health. I don't know. You just try, like, sh- like shit's going to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially within photography and like this career. I mean, being a freelancer is so unpredictable and can be very stressful just in that way me stressing out about it instead of just trying to like evolve and grow and see how, like what the next step is for me and see, Oh, what, like what's the next job for me? What can I do now? What's the next project? Just getting stressed out about it's not going to get me anywhere. So yeah, I'm trying to be better with that. It's something I work on every day, you know? Yeah. What kind of self care things do you do? I mean, I'm sure on the road, it's probably hard, but I'm trying, I'm trying to get better with that. Uh, Sadly, right now, I think festivals are my main workout. (laughs) But, uh, you know, just trying to... I think the biggest part is eating healthy, especially with touring. It's so easy to just eat at eat dinner at a gas station every night or um, to just forget to drink water. Or um, I actually like gas station coffee now, which is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Like that, that's the biggest part. You know, just trying to not get caught up and all like the party craziness, I think is just being able to find a balance however you can within your life. You know, like when I come here, I try, when I come back home, I try to get like all my adult stuff done. You know, I try to do like my doctor's appointments and make sure everything's like, like everything's like up to date. And like, you have to have that like time to look after yourself because especially with like as much as I tour and travel, it's easy to forget that. And it, it will eventually caught up to you. And it has to me in the past, you know, where you're just like, I feel absolutely horrible all the time. Like, how do I fix this? Yeah. Uh, sleeping, just trying to find as much time as you sleep, I think is a huge, a huge thing. Um, it's easy to forget to sleep a lot of times. There was definitely a good few years where it was just staying up till 8 a.m. just editing and you get in these holes and it's like, no, you have to sleep for a little bit. Yeah. You have to go outside of the house. You have to go on a walk. You have to. It's, so it's just finding a balance with all that. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In addition to shooting live, you're also doing portraits. I'm kind of curious about that because, I mean, I've, I'm a photographer and I've photographed a lot of people, but it's just, you know, the work you're doing, it just, sometimes you only have a few minutes or it's, you know, you have to f- somehow be creative in these locations. And mm-hmm. like, how do you, how do you feel like you've kind of gotten to where you are with that? Like you just kind of a lot of trial and error or you just kind of had a knack for it? Or? Definitely a lot of tra- trial and error. A lot. I mean, a lot of practice, a lot of just, you know, grabbing some lights and messing around with them and see what you could do with them. I think shooting portraits at festivals has really helped me evolve. Um, that's kind of how I first started doing a lot of these band portraits is shooting at festivals on assignment and then getting portraits like five minutes with a band uh, in the media area or something. And especially shooting the same festivals over and over again or having to do 20 portraits in the same spot over a weekend. It's it, it really challenges you to be creative in what you're doing. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want to just shoot this band against the white tarp. Like, I don't want to shoot every band against like this, like one tree, all, like, all, like all weekend. So it, it, that kind of inspired me to get creative, ironically, yeah. <laughs> just like these very bland, like backstage kind of areas. <laughs> um, and that, I guess that really helped my creative eye, 
evolve. And then from that, I started doing more like portrait, like studio work. And um, I think that kind of stuff became easier for me and like helping me get creative because of the experience I've had mm-hmm. with like doing all these festivals. But yeah, I, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, with live music, you, you have to work with what you're shooting on stage like you have no control really over the lights yeah um you usually can't use a flash you have to work with what you got like with with whatever the band's doing and sometimes it's great sometimes it's just a guy on a guitar doing nothing but with portraits you have like complete control for the most part over Mm -hmm. what you're shooting and i i I enjoy that aspect of it it's like oh you get to bring like your full creative vision into like this one shot i mean within limits sometimes you 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 are restricted with what you can do but yeah, I, I enjoy them in different ways. <laughs> so I'm just wondering what kind of energy you're bringing to these portrait shoots because, you know, sometimes people won't do anything unless you direct them mm-hmm. or, you know, in a lot of the shots that I've seen, you're like, it, they're so playful and fun and quirky and you're getting people, maybe these people are just kind of a little crazy anyway, but they're usually doing kind of odd things or, you know, it seems like a lot of times they're up for anything, but I mean, I feel like some of that has to come from you, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, some some bands or some subjects, you don't need to say anything. It's like, oh yeah, they've been in front of the camera a million times. Or sometimes they, they just don't want to do anything. They're like, no, I'm just going to stand here. It's like, okay, well, you can't really do much with that. But for the most part, people love getting that direction. And I try to give them direction without kind of taking it taking away from their personality at all um I still try to bring out their personality in the shots but I'll be like oh well just turn your head a little bit or like just doing something that makes it look slightly more interesting um sometimes I'll just be like go to town do whatever you want and um you can kind of vibe that out with each band like every band's different um so you just kind of have to step into it and play it by ear uh but I you know I I always try people have always appreciated direction when I have given it to them. So I'm trying to get better with that. But as I said, I'm not trying to take away, I'm not trying to make them into something they're not, I guess. So I I just try to find that balance. But I'm guessing over the years, you've kind of obviously built this intuition. Is that something you listen to when you're kind of like sizing up a band? You have a few seconds and you're like, okay, I think they might be up for this. Or Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean with just like playing yeah. it by ear. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you work with a band a lot and you just get comfortable because of that. So you're more comfortable with telling them to get a little weirder or do something different. Or sometimes you just have to shoot for a little bit and just kind of feel it out in the moment. But yeah, it's it's always different. Yeah. But yeah, you just kind of build this after doing it for so much, you just kind of, yeah, you said, like, like you said, just build this intuition as to like how you should go about a certain shoot with someone, um, just by your interaction with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are any of your favorite portrait shoots that come to mind where you just feel like I nailed that or that just like visually, it just like is exciting for you. It was like, wow, I can't believe I captured that or, oh man, or a location or something. There was one year where I shot Coachella. Uh, and I was shooting that for Pitchfork and that's when they were a little less strict so they let you kind of go back in the artist area and go to these certain areas that were just beautiful it's out in you know palm springs it's beautiful out there and i think that series of portraits i did i did that year really gave me like a kickstart like wow okay i'm inspired to like there was one specifically of maria diamandis from Mm -hmm. marina and the diamonds that i was just like wow i don't know how i got this shot but it was just her there's like a big empire polo fields like scoreboard thing behind her and like some palm trees and she just looks amazing and that one when i saw the shot i'm like wow okay (laughs) (laughs) i think i think this is going to be a good weekend 
uh, there was one of Kevin Parker from that weekend too. Just and that was just like a, it was just like an interview bus where like artists are coming in and out, and I only had a few minutes with him. And I was like, I'm going to try to make this look interesting. I don't know how. And then it turned out to be like one of my favorite portraits ever. Yeah, uh, I would say maybe that series mm-hmm. of portraits that year were probably some of my favorites ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What about, shoot? you know, I know you shoot in different formats like digital, film, Polaroid, and you're doing video now and maybe yeah. motion picture film too. Yeah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I started off shooting film, and I think I credit that a lot to the kind of photographer, or or like how I shoot now. I think starting off shooting film, and still shooting film now, um, just really helps me develop my creative eye, because you're not just like sitting there taking a thousand photos and like hoping one comes out. So I still try to dabble, and I still like have fun, I mean not even dabble like when I get the chance to shoot film like I'll do it like all, all of my press shots that I do with artists I shoot on film oh. um I still do Polaroids like Polaroids very generous to me and we work together and they'll send me film and I'll shoot on that like as much as I can um I just love the format it just always looks better doesn't it I know everyone says it but it really does just look better yeah <laughs> and uh you know I mean I still like shooting I like shooting digital too, but like just for different things. Like obviously for festivals and live stuff or things where there's a deadline, um, I'll shoot on digital. And there's probably certain shots I couldn't get on a Mamiya 7.2, <laughs> you no. know, that I can get on a 5D Mark IV. Yeah, I just I just really enjoy the whole process of film. And I enjoy trying out different kinds of film and like going on eBay and, you know, finding a new camera to buy or something. And uh Maybe I'm just indecisive and just want to shoot on every <laughs> format. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, And video, yeah. too? What yeah, and video, too. Um, I started off a few years ago doing just, like, tour videos for bands. And then I, I made a, a tour music video for Cage, uh, Cage the Elephant. And then um, it was only last year where I've actually started doing music videos. And I've really, I've really been enjoying it. And I'm trying to, like, invest more time into doing that. And I think I'm going out to Marfa next month to do another video with the band. And, yeah, I, I was always scared doing it. But then when I started doing it, I was this, it just opened a whole new door for me. Wow. Yeah, it, I just, it really just brought that, like, that feeling when I first started, like, taking photos. I kind of, like, got that feeling with video when I first started shooting it. And, uh, I, yeah, I really, really enjoy it. I still have a lot to learn about it. I definitely learned a lot over the last few years. Biggest thing is like you can't do everything on your own. So, uh, so I'm working on that right now. But yeah, I, I, I love doing it. I hope I get to do more videos in the future. We already got one in the works. Um, oh, I guess two. I'm going, totally forgot. I'm going, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually doing two videos next month because I'm going on a tour with the band for three weeks and we're doing kind of like a tour thing, just like a tour music video again for that. And then right after that will be the Marfa thing. Yeah. So, yeah, video stuff's picking up. <laughs> so how are you, maybe we'll, this is too technical, but I'm just wondering, like, when you're doing this kind of a tour video, you're also, are you shooting that with your digital camera? Or do you also have, like, something, Yeah, are you shooting stills and you have something to shoot video at the same time? Or how? Yeah, so usually <clears throat> if, I'm, if I'm touring, um, the times I've toured and I've done video, I've done video and photo, so I'd have two bodies. Okay. So um, I have I have two Canon bodies, so one of them would be for my video one, and one of them would be for shooting. Okay. It's just, I mean, the settings are always completely different, and it just, 
it's a lot more to carry, but you got to do it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I also I shoot a lot on Super 8 too. Um, the last video I did was uh, with Broncho, mm-hmm. and I went out with them to Europe, and I just shot all of that on Super 8, which is a format I love shooting on too. It's expensive, but it looks beautiful. <laughs> so so yeah, that like film has to be processed and then digitized, and then you yeah. So it's and... like a really old like '70s camera. Yeah, I have to send the film out to Burbank, and they do everything there. So they'll process it and put it on a put it on a hard drive and send it back. It's crazy. Like for a roll of film, all in all, to like get it processed and buy the film and get it shipped and everything, it comes out something close to like a hundred dollars okay. for like five minutes of footage. Yeah, but it's just so beautiful that sometimes it's just like, you know. Even when I don't get the cost covered, it's just like worth it for me to shoot on that. I know there's something about it that I really love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is your editing process like? Do you edit on the road your digital photos or? Yes. Um, if, if I'm on tour, I, I try to do like at least one daily update if I can or if my computer's not dead or like we're not yeah. stuck in a, in a van for like 12 hours. I'll try to like get, get something up and try to edit on the go. I usually like to wait till the end just because I'd rather be in like in the tour taking photos as opposed to just like taking time out of that to edit. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's also important to just to like, I mean, not just for the band, but also for me, I like to get stuff up, up there and just, you know, have these live edits going, even if it's just like, Oh, we played here last night, come to the show tonight. Um, oh, it wow. also helps like get people out to shows and like helps the band out. But yeah, like I'll, I'll definitely edit on the road when I can. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And how do you think about using Instagram? Like how do you approach Instagram and how does it, how do you feel like, what do you think it's best for, for you? I mean, has it gotten you work or, um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's wild how, like how powerful it is now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And like as my Instagram's gotten bigger and as it's gotten more followers, you get more people reaching out to you wanting to do like these collaborations and, like brands and stuff and that's like a whole other part of it like a whole other element to it and I think at the end of the day with my with my Instagram it's definitely helped me a lot with my career just with getting my work out there and getting me jobs through it which was it's also like a crazy factor that I never thought would happen hmm. at the end of the day I still try to make it as like real to me as possible like I still want to have my voice heard through it I want to have these bands that I like. And even if I'm doing stuff with brands, I want it to be brands that I like or like, yeah. you know, uh, or brands that are doing something cool that I support. So I, I just, I just try not to lose that along the way, but like, it's absolutely power. Like it's probably the best way for me and probably most photographers I know to like get their work out there, yeah. like even more powerful than having like a Facebook or having your, even like your own website. I think. Oh yeah. I, it's, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like curious as to how people are going to be using it in a few years mm-hmm. or if it's still going to be the way it is in a few years or if there's going to be a new Instagram or how, how is this going to work? But I mean, credit to them. Yeah. It's de- it's it's definitely helped me a lot <laughs> along the way, and uh, also just with like sharing your stuff on social media. I think you know sometimes people will steal your shots, or sometimes people will like repost your shots, and you, know, you meet some people that get really weird about that. Like I would get weird if someone was like using my shots, like if it was like a big, I don't know. Like it's more when people get weird about like fans. Like I met I met photographers that have like 
sent DCMA notices to like some 15 year old girl that's like reposted their photo, you know, some band that they love. And it's like, well, that's how you're getting your photos out there. I think you have to just kind of be smart about it. And I think if I didn't have these people that were fans of these, like, I don't know, a, a huge strokes fan that that's like a high school girl that reposted my photo and she has like a bunch of her strokes fans friends that love the, love them as well and they repost it. I don't know, I think that element of it has been really important for me too. And Instagram and you know pages like Tumblr and stuff have been really helpful for that. So I I I I don't get upset when fans are like sharing my photos or anything. Yeah. And I like I think that's also just a really important part at least now and like getting your work out there. Yeah, social media is crazy. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I can speak for a lot of people I know. You get kind of overwhelmed by it, and I'm just yeah. wondering when you have like tens of thousands of followers, like how do you? I mean, I know sometimes if I haven't looked at mine and I post something and I don't look at it for a day, and then I go on there and there's all these comments and likes, and like, how do you even absorb that or keep up with that? You just dedicate time every day to like, do you comment? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big part of what I do. It's a big part of, I mean, I want to do it as well. Like I want to interact with these people that like my photos or my friends that are commenting and I want to be able to support my friends too. And I mean, yeah, I mean, when it's your career, it's what you do. So I just commit time to it and I'm happy to do it. Yeah. I mean, it definitely takes up a lot of time. And I try not to spend too much time on there, but it's definitely important, an important part of what I do. So I have to commit good time to it, you know? Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. guess it's part of your brand. In yeah, exactly. It's how I'm able to get my, not just getting my work out there, but also be able to share cool stuff with people. Like, listen to this new band or hmm. go see this show tonight. Yeah. I view, I view it more as like, not just getting my, my name out there, but also supporting my community. Yeah, and with having like tens of thousands of followers, it's I feel like I'm in this place. Yeah, or I I hope to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering then, like, what when you think about the future of your career, kind of your aspirations, what does that look like? Um, I just want to keep evolving. I I want to not get stuck. I want to be able to evolve and not just be known for like the stuff I have shot. I want to keep making cool stuff, and I want to keep progressing in. like especially video I want to do more video work and just really get better with that just keep learning my craft better you know just keep learning how to use studio lights better or uh I don't know like what what's a cool thing I could do with film oh should I like maybe I'll paint this photo today just to like keep staying inspired and like trying out new things and keeping a music fan (laughs) you know just keeping able to find a way to do this for the rest of my life and not get tired of it. Because right now it's it's a job, but I don't really view it as a job. Even the jobs that are definitely, that is something that's not in music. Uh, you know, I, I could be shooting someone's like brunch event for like some big tech company or something. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, I'm still, you know, like this isn't bad. Like, still making a living yeah as a i'm still making a living as a photographer i'm still going to be going and like shooting this cool show tomorrow and like just being appreciative of like where i am and um keep wanting to be better at it staying motivated yeah it's easy to just get like stagnant with what you're doing and i just want to keep staying motivated and keep just keep getting better but also just not being so hard on myself uh, i feel yeah. like sometimes i 
it's easy to just be your own worst critic and just think everything you're doing is horrible and getting in those ruts. But to be able to just like get, you know, pick yourself right back up and just be like, okay, well, why am I like this? Why do I feel like this? Like, what's the next step? And just, just keep loving this. And hopefully people will keep liking my photos. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, it seems like you really love people of, too. Yeah. I, mean, I uh, you love these people that you're shooting. And I think that's, a, I think that's important. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, especially with bands you work with, you build relationships with them and you want to support them and you want to not, I mean, not just the bands either. Also the people that are fans, like all the fans of these, like, I, I was there and I, I know what it's like to be in that position, and have a band change your life or have like a photo, have a huge impact on you. And I don't know, hopefully I'll make some sort of impact on someone, Yeah, you know, just through what I'm doing. <laughs> then what keeps you inspired? Where do you find inspiration? I mean, obviously, having so many talented photographer friends and just being able to see their stuff and what they're doing every day and also watching them evolve over time and seeing them getting better at what they're doing. I think also just me always wanting to be like a better version of myself. Yeah. You know, me getting bored with what I'm doing very quickly and be like, okay, how could I do this slightly different? Okay, what's okay? I'm not going to do the same thing at this festival two years in a row. What am I going to do this year? Maybe that, just like that self driven thing, just keep wanting to constantly be a better version of myself, I think helps me stay motivated. Nice. And just wanting to do this, <laughs> just really enjoying what I'm doing <laughs> and basically just giving myself no other option, being like, I have, like, this is what I'm doing. I have to do this. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what could it look like in 10 years? Like what, what does a more advanced career of yours look like? I mean, is it just like shooting more well-known bands or just shooting more often or what does it look like? Maybe, who knows? Maybe I'll be living in LA like my mom wants me to do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Maybe just shooting with bigger bands, shooting bigger tours, shooting. um, I mean, I already shoot a lot, (laughs) so maybe shooting the same amount, but I don't know, just taking that next step, maybe doing more video stuff. I think video is something I'm definitely trying to go into a little more. So maybe doing more of that, just traveling more. Basically everything I'm doing now, just maybe on a slightly bigger scale. Yeah. Um, but being able to do that, but also being able to um, like discover... Like I, like I like working with the big stuff, but being able to do stuff with like these smaller bands as well that I'm stoked on. I like... I still want to try to find a way to be able to do both. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have no idea what my, my career is going to look like in 10 years. Maybe I'll have an actual studio space and not just my living room. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's all, it's all unpredictable, but I guess that's why, that's why it's fun. Right. In a weird way. Yeah. You like the spontaneity of it. (laughs) Yeah. My life is a series of last minute jobs, but it's consistent. So I guess that's good. Right. (laughs) Keeps it exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So where, where would you like people to find your work online or on Instagram? <laughs> on my Flickr. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I guess my, my Instagram, just, just my name, Pune Ghana. Uh, my website is PuneGhana.com. I would say those two are the main ones. Okay. Yeah, my Instagram's a little more up-to-date <laughs> right yeah. at the moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's where I mainly post my stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thanks for listening. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends and colleagues and consider giving it a review on iTunes. That could help others find it and motivate them to give it a try. At austinarttalk.com, you can visit each episode's webpage to find links related to the relevant and interesting people, places, and things mentioned by each guest. And thanks to those who have reached out with encouragement and positive feedback. I really appreciate it. All the best to you and take care.